Listener-supported AM850 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. I'm Gary. This is the Midday Moments program, and it's time now for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Gary. Thanks for having me on. And this week we read... First Chronicles 18 through 29, we start our reading off with uh, David and several victories. And then as we continued our reading and jumped into chapter 22, we read about the uh, preparation of the temple. Also, not in that chapter, but in some others, we read about the vision of the priest, also the vision of the gatekeepers and the vision of the armies. And also David put together a band in our reading. I think he put together a band with John and Ringo and George. And Paul. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's not what he did. But he did. Wait a second. <laughs> you radio guys, Gary, you never know what you're going to say. <laughs> uh, but he did put together a group of musicians out of uh, when he was doing the separation of the army. I believe he was uh, set aside some musicians, right? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, it's <laughs> a lot of this has to do with uh, the temple. And we see that David even makes preparations for the temple itself, although he doesn't actually build it. Solomon does. Uh, but yeah, musicians are pretty important in the book of Chronicles and First Chronicles. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. The, the musicians, uh, some places are even called prophets. So, I mean, they're held in high regard, this music that's used in worship to the Lord. That's something that's pretty important. It's important today, too. What would you like to highlight this week? We're kind of out of the, the more um, mundane part, I guess you could say, of First Chronicles. It started off with those, um, the, the, the generations and uh, genealogies. And now we're into the life of David. And First Chronicles really goes through the life of David. It's very similar to what we read in First uh, and Second Kings, although there's some different details given in Chronicles. So it's kind of interesting to read what Chronicles includes and what it excludes compared to First and Second Kings. Uh, but I wanted what I wanted to bring up is an embarrassing moment in David's life, uh, chapter 21 of First Chronicles. Uh, we're familiar with that embarrassing moment with. Uh, Bathsheba and that adultery with her and the murder of her husband Uriah. I mean, that's more than an embarrassment, right? That's that's just plain outright sin. And ma David makes some big mistakes. He makes a big mistake here, too. So this is David's census that he takes among the people, especially those able-bodied people. So uh, chapter 21, I'm just going to read verses 1 through 4. Uh, so, so here's what it says. Uh, Satan stood against Israel and incited David to number Israel. So David said to Joab and the commanders of the army, go number Israel from Beersheba to Dan, so the whole land, and bring me a report that I may know their number. But Joab, one of the military leaders, said, may the Lord add to his people a hundred times as many as they are, are they not, my lord the king, all of them my lord's servants? Why then should my lord require this? Why should it be a cause of guilt for Israel? So in other words, uh, David wants to take the census. And it's this unique detail that we just get in First Chronicles that it seems as though Satan was behind this, inciting this. Um, we see that too in the book of Job, how Satan is kind of active and, and allowed to, to tempt Job. Uh, so all, also kind of the same thing here. Um, Satan's allowed to, for whatever reason, attempt David to do this, and David does it. So he takes the census, uh, even though Joab, the commander, says, David, you don't need to do this. This is ridiculous. But David does it anyway. So, you know, taking a census in and of itself, that's not a bad thing, but the motivation behind it's what's bad. So David is putting his trust not in the Lord, but instead he's putting his trust in, in numbers, in the number of people. 
And that's not good. Uh, I think of, too, you know, Satan behind this, and I think of the Lord's Prayer, you know, lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil, Lord, because, boy, Satan can tempt us to do some terrible things, too, that take our trust and focus away from the Lord and put it on other things. Uh, maybe it's numbers, too. Maybe it's numbers in terms of how much money we have in the bank or our numbers for our blood test when it comes back in our health. You know, all sorts of numbers we can put our trust in rather than in God. So David takes the census, and then we read on there in uh, verse 7 and following about how this displeases God. It says, God was displeased with this thing, and he struck Israel. And David said to God, I have sinned greatly in what I have done. Now please take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have acted very foolishly. David finally comes to his senses. He repents. Uh, the Lord's... Uh, it, it, goes on there and how the Lord speaks to Gad, David's seer, seer, saying, go and say to David, this thus says the Lord. Three things I offer you. Okay, so David's going to have three choices here from God. Three things I offer you. Choose one of them that I may do it. All right, so Gad says to David, thus says the Lord. Choose what you will. Either three years of famine, three months of devastation by your foes with the sword of your enemies, or three days of the sword of the Lord with pestilence on the land, with the angel of the Lord destroying throughout all the territory of Israel. Now decide what answer I shall return to him who sent me. So kind of interesting here. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, David, you think you're so smart? Uh, then pick your own Judgment. punishment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, Gary. So so here's the choice. Uh, you could do uh, three years, right, of uh, famine, three months of devastation by your enemies, or three uh, three days of uh, the Lord's pestilence. I don't know. Uh, none of them sound too good to me. <laughs> they don't, I don't sound know what good I would pick. Yeah, they don't sound good to me either. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? Because you, you realize for David, it's his sin, but his sin's going to affect the people now too. So how do you choose? And, and that's what sin does, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, you I might was... think, well, this sin isn't going to affect anyone else. It's Our... just me. It's a private thing or whatever. No. We try to reason that way. But no, it affects other people too. Yeah. And it does certainly I, hear I, with David. I can think of uh, in, in just family in general, sins that affect the, the others uh, around them, you know. Amen. Family members. For sure. Yeah. And it affects those that are closest to us, those that we hold most dear to us. It is the family and it is close friends. And sin, it stinks. <laughs> and we see this here. Uh, so here's this discipline from the Lord. And here's David's answer, verse 13. David said to Gad, I am in distress. Let me fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is very great. But do not let me fall into the hand of man. So basically his answer is, okay, I'm going to take the, uh, I'll take the pestilence from God because maybe the Lord will have mercy. And that's really David's final decision. That's his reasoning. Kind of interesting. So then, yeah, verses 14 and 15, it says, so the Lord sent pestilence on the land and 70,000 men of Israel fell. Listen to, you know, that great number of people affected by that sin. And God sent the angel to Jerusalem to destroy it. But as the Lord was about to destroy it, this, the Lord saw and he relented from the calamity. And he said to the angel who was working destruction, it is enough. Now stay your hand. So God is merciful. Even in his judgment, God is merciful. He's supposed to, he intends to destroy Jerusalem itself. And yet he relents. He stops. Uh, David was right. God would be merciful. And so what it follows here, uh, just to kind of conclude, Gary, is, is David builds an altar to the Lord there and the very spot where God relents, where the plague ends. 
it's kind of interesting. It's, it's that very spot. And then we read on to chapter 22, verse 1. And David says, here shall be the house of the Lord, the God. Uh, here, the altar of burnt offering for Israel. So what happens here is this very spot where the Lord relents of that disaster, where the, where the angel stops his devastation, where David makes sacrifices, becomes the very spot where the temple will be built there in Jerusalem. So I think that's kind of interesting that the temple is even built in that place that was a reminder, certainly to David, I'm sure to others, where God had mercy and where God stopped, where God was gracious to his people. So I think that's kind of interesting that that's, again, the, the side of the temple and that constant reminder through those sacrifices that God is merciful, that God forgives, and certainly pointing always ahead to that greatest sacrifice, that greatest act of mercy, Jesus Christ, who relents over the, um, the disaster, the death that we deserve, all by his grace and his bloodshed for us. So what do we read next week? Second Chronicles? So next time, uh, and again, inviting our readers to, to join us, uh, Second Chronicles chapter 1 through chapter 12. Second Chronicles 1 through 12. Okay, sounds good. Would you lead us in a prayer as we conclude this segment? You bet. Uh, Lord God, we ask that you would please forgive us for times when we, like David, have put our trust in numbers and in things other than in you. Oh, Lord, um, during times when we are, are disciplined, uh, help us to return to you quickly, to repent of our sin, and to look for the mercy that you give in Jesus Christ. We pray that you would indeed uh, deliver us from temptation, uh, that you would not lead us uh, into any evil, but that you would preserve us. We pray this in the name of our Savior. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Matt. Yeah, thank you, Gary. Take care. We are the messenger of good news. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash KFUO radio. And also remember that we have two brand new apps. We have the new Apple app for KFUO and the new Droid app as well. So go to your store basically and download our free apps. We are the messenger of good news, KFUO.